I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. We are I'm Hallie Laban, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community so you can be blessed by them. It is a true treat and a treasure. Well, as you know, each week I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Greyhaz, everybody. Hallie? Yep. What are you doing? I'm just holding holding the space until you said something. Oh, okay. I thought your brain was flatlining or something. Could be. I don't know. Hey, Hallie, I'm here to tell you that I've got a beef with Taylor Swift. A beef with Taylor? You're the new Kanye. What do you mean? Uh, doesn't Kanye have a beef with Taylor Swift? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't pay attention to that. But You could um, be the Christian Kanye. Oh, wait. Right. Oh, wait. He is a Christian. Oh, yeah. Totally. I think he is now. Definitely since he started running for president. Hey, Hallie, what I'm here to tell you is that, uh, yeah, Taylor Swift, she is off my cool list, basically. Why? Well, as you know, you know, once a month I do this really cool thing with the ladies in Climax. It's called Friday Night Lights. And what we do is, you know, around 8 o'clock on the third Friday of every month, all the ladies in the youth group, uh, we drive over to a local abortion clinic and we have a candlelight vigil where we sing. Uh, hymns and songs of praise and just pray for any women that are going into the clinic. Now, Hallie, this kind of kills two birds with one stone. One is it shows these ladies, hey, you know, abortion, it's bad. It's not really an option. And number two, it also shows them abortion is not cool because, you know, eight o'clock on a Friday night, the clinic is closed. So they're not seeing anyone going in and out. So they're, they're not going, hey, it looks cool in there. It looks like pretty popular. No, they're all going... That isn't a place that anyone goes into, so I don't want to be there. Yeah. So what I was planning on doing, Hallie, was uh, doing that this month. But then, you know, because of recent legislation, it's, be- it's basically impossible to get an abortion in Indiana anymore. Mm. So I was trying to think awesome. of, uh, you know, what's a plan B? The plan B prescription, the pill over at Walgreen? No, uh, no, no. Uh, Hallie, what we did is we went over to uh, Dave and Buster's. Do you know about Dave and Buster's? Well, sure. Right. You know, uh, that's a place where, you know, people let the kids go run amok and play video games and jump into a ball pit that's probably filled with COVID. Now, uh, I was thinking, what is a better place to go where a woman might be considering an abortion 
And you got to figure it's a Dave and Buster's, especially yes. if she's got kids already and yes. is pregnant. Is an added Dave and Buster's. She's going, yes. yeah, I don't want to do this again. I think maybe it's an option. And yes. she's thinking abortion might be the idea. And you can just spy them with your eyes right there. You can be like, she's pregnant at Dave and Buster's. She's pregnant at oh, Dave right. and Buster's. You know who your targets are. Oh yeah, pretty much uh, two out of three women at a Dave and Buster's are going to be pregnant mm. if they're there. That's yep. just a statistic. Yeah, yeah. So I got there on Friday night, and I'm there. I've got 100 candles or so. I'm in the parking lot. I'm going, hey, where is everybody? No one shows up, Hallie. None of the girls that come None to climax? None of my ladies came. And so I start poking around. I know. I start poking around on Instagram and Twitter because that's a, a lot of times how I figure out what's going on. And it turns out Taylor Swift decided to drop this surprise album called, you know, folk music or something. And Mm -hmm. uh, all of my ladies were together or at home uh, listening to this new uh, Tay Swift album. And, you know, I've got my problems with her anyway, because she started to really say her opinions. And we're kind of like, hey, how about you just sing songs? That's right. And so she got kind of weirdly political. That's right. And it's like, well, first of all, thought you were a Christian. Now you're saying something else. Right. Nobody really wants to hear it. And basically she lured an entire youth group away from the good work that we're doing on Friday night with this new surprise album drop. She wrecked Friday Night Lights. Completely paralyzed it. So Hallie, if you could just keep my kids in your prayers, I really hope they'd stop getting distracted by this ridiculous idea of a you know surprise album drop. Did you listen to the album? Yeah, I did. It's pretty good. Mm. How's your weekend? Well, I was going to tell you, I, I'm taking these Koine Greek classes I told you about, right? right? I'm a couple months into this now, and so I'm really getting to where I can translate the New Testament myself. Really? Yeah, and it kind of hurts my brain. Like, I can feel new railroad tracks, like, uh, like moving over into new ways of thinking, because I realized pretty quickly that you either get an A-plus in Koine Greek, or you get an F. Oh, really? There's no B's or C's, because you either have to be totally dedicated and 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 changing your brain over into this other language, or, or you just can't do it. You you can't like half it. You can't get a B or C. And and I'm starting great. I'm starting to see and read letters differently, like English letters that I see on a billboard or whatever. I'm reading them in Koine Greek because I've been taking around my flashcards and I'm thinking about it all the time. I even have like dreamt a few times in Koine Greek. I just feel like I'm really burning my old noodle and I'm getting this new kind of brain. And I'm starting to realize if I'm totally honest, and I wonder if other people feel this way. You probably wouldn't admit it, but I started to think that I think I always truly thought of the Bible as being in English. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. Like, and I even pictured Jesus speaking English. Yeah, and like, sure. And I'm not sure if I exactly thought it was like Queen's English or King James English. Like they talk at medieval times like Lord and kingdom and servants. Well, I guess that's exactly how Jesus spoke like the knights at medieval times because that's how all the red letter sections are in the Bible. Right. I mean, that's how I imagine him speaking. Yeah. But anyway, so now that I'm learning the language that it's written in, that wasn't even the language that Jesus was speaking, but Jesus, Jesus was speaking Aramaic. And then decades later, a bunch of different people wrote a bunch of different versions in totally different languages. And then through the years, a bunch of stuff was added and taken away through thousands of years of it being written and rewritten and translated and translated and untranslated. And the original text is an inflective language. That means the only way to understand the meaning of the words is to hear the inflection of the person speaking the words, but it's a dead language. Right. So... <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm 
holding on to what I was taught, that God and the Holy Spirit are moving the hands of the people writing and translating and all the men on all the councils who, you know, decided what would go into the canon and to be the 66 books of the Bible. And I have to believe that it's all God breathed. It's all God breathed. It's all God breathed. It's totally inspired and it's divine. And well, I guess, I don't know, it's just an honor to be experiencing it in its original language. So, I mean, I don't even know what I'm saying with all of this. I'm just new to even, like, these thoughts. But... Well, Hallie, I don't really know if you're right on with that because, you know, inflection is one thing, but meaning is another. And if you, you know, I could say, hey, Hallie, I've got a problem with Taylor Swift. Or I could say, hey, Hallie, I've got a problem with Taylor Swift. And it's the same thing. And you understood me both ways. Yeah, but think about this. What if I said, what if I took a totally benign sentence like, here's the Johnson file. Okay. And I said it like this. Here's the Johnson file. Okay. Or what if I said it like this? Here's the Johnson file. Well, maybe the first one you are in a bit of a hurry and the second one you're having an asthma attack. I've been wondering if I have asthma or if it's just allergies. Right. But anyway. Anyway, they're both. it's basically the same to me. I'm not really picking up on any difference in that. I just, I don't know. It's got me thinking like I've based my whole concept of reality and I've based my entire life on this text without even really knowing anything about it. Hmm. 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 What what are you doing? You're just sort of staring up at the ceiling and... Okay, your brain is flatlining. No, I think that's a mosquito. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Well, just like Jesus will return with the sound of a great trumpet, our guest today is an expert of sound. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome Edgerson Dad Plazier. Okay. Uh, Hallie, I'm very, very sorry. I don't want to do this. I don't want to correct you because you're such a lovely person, but I don't do sound. Actually, that's Todd. Todd does uh -oh. the sound stuff. I'm an AV club oh. runner. That's what I do. I, AV club running, it's very different than sound. I, I, hate to, oh. I hate to do this. Okay. My whole job is not interrupting people, so I like to just do... AV club uh, right. that's what I do. It's kind of like, you know, like a ball boy, you know, ball boy in tennis. You know, the guys are playing tennis, you know, and right. the ball runs out and someone hands it.
gives them a ball, that's like me. But instead of a ball, it's a battery. The tennis guy's ball, me, battery. You know, so if a microphone is running out of battery, if a wire is kind of sticking out, something like that, I sit in the front row of the church. I sit there and I run up and I change the batteries if the mic is dying. I hand them a fresh new mic. Sometimes if the mic is being weird, I'm just there to make sure that church is running smoothly. Well, so so on the weekends, our five weekend services. So that's kind of like Wimbledon, huh? Like that's, that's the Wimbledon. show. That's the that's big the show. That's the show. That's so the then, what are you doing during the week? Because you're a full time staff member here at Twin Hills. During the week, are you ordering batteries and rechecking and checking things? I'm doing a lot of that. I'm doing a lot of that. I'm also uh, I'm also uh, I'm in charge of the uh, AV Club feedback box. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel through those and I organize them and give them to Todd so he knows. And you know, it's a lot of the same notes of uh, hey. Agatha was really loud during her song or uh-huh. hey you know I couldn't read the powerpoints of the lyrics for all the praise team songs you know stuff like that I'm always reading through those comments and passing them to Todd but again because I'm just an AV club runner Todd goes this is my jurisdiction and you know your lane so you know I, I'm able to read the suggestions but I'm not able to suggest on top of the suggestions but that's usually my week well, you know what? If I may give you a little word basket of encouragement, I don't think it's your fault with Agatha specifically because she's such a powerful praise and worship singer. Do you know, I don't know if everybody knows this about Agatha specifically, she used to tour with um, Aretha Franklin and wow. she really learned how to belt it out. She's got a voice like a cannon. It seems like Todd is basically running a very uh, tight ship when it comes to the sound at Twin Hills. And, you know, if there's one piece of feedback that I hear a lot, it's that, um, I don't know, how, how should I say this? Uh, Todd is really hard to work with. You know, and, and I understand that. I understand that. I can see from someone else's outside perspective that Todd is hard to work with. You know, like someone else looking at President Trump is probably looking like, wow, he's really difficult. But for the people inside the White House, you know, perhaps they have a different story. I don't know. I've never met them. I've never talked to them. But perhaps that's true, you know. But right. I think with Todd. Todd, you know, with Todd, I think what you know what it is is that there's so much that he has to think about that we're not thinking about. You know what I mean? I'm a perfectionist. You know what I mean? Like my job is so simple; it's easy in and out. And you know, sometimes I hop in the drums. You know, give a little feedback. I'm good at drums and stuff like that. Todd and I have recorded so many songs at this point that you know we kind of have a little bit of a band. Uh, we play some places. I don't like to talk about it because it's a little bit secular. But uh, you know, we've we've kind of made a band lately, and uh, 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 you know, I, I just try to be in the background. I try not to be the face of anything, which is why I'm a drummer. Oh, that's awesome. So it's you on drums and Todd just on vocals. It's just a vocal and a drum band. It's just a vocal and a drum band, not a single other person in the band. It's great. Todd sings. I play the drums. Uh, you know, we've gotten complaints, but, you know, I try not to listen to those complaints again. I feel them. People give them to me and I pass them on to Todd and he says, hey, leave me alone. I'm doing my thing. Oh, so people are giving complaints about the your, the band specifically, even even if it doesn't have anything to do with church stuff, you're getting some complaints about the band in the soundbox. Oh, yeah. There are people who have showed up to our church specifically just to complain to Todd and I about our band. Uh, They're not interested in the Lord Jesus Christ whatsoever. They just say, hey, I saw you perform at the Crab Shack a few weeks ago, and I wanted to let you know that your version of Freebird was very weird because it was just drums and a vocal. Oh, Oh, well, I've seen you play at Bubba Gump Shrimp, and I thought you were awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Hallie. I mean, again, that's why I felt so bad about correcting you earlier. You're such a sweet soul. You're such a good person, and I don't think good people should ever be corrected. People always say, you talk a lot about Todd. You talk about Todd almost more than you talk about yourself. And I I, I just think, you know, I talk about who the master is. You know what I mean? You know, no one. Jesus talked more about God than he talks about himself. That's right. right. Jesus is, but you know what I mean? But, uh, um... I just feel as if, you know, Todd is in charge of both the audios and the visuals. So we have a backflow because our church is 
a major success. And that backflow gets a video feed of what's happening. That's Todd. Todd's the one in there going, cut to camera B. I see someone weeping during a sermon or cut to camera C. I see a kid doing something really funny. You know, Todd is creating this whole visual experience for the people in the backflow who can't just be in the church, you know? Yeah. Now, whose idea was it? Because I know this was met with a bit of um, pushback and it, it only happened one weekend. But was it Todd's idea to do the kiss cam? That was Todd's idea. I remember during offering, we felt like there wasn't really good footage. So he had the fun idea of doing a kiss cam while offering was going on. So, you know, while the call to offering was happening and the deacons were going through, we kind of went through. Uh, the, the only problem was that Todd very specifically wanted it to make sure that it wasn't just couples. He wanted to also do hopeful couples. And that's when it became extremely problematic. Right. Now, what was that thing you were playing at the Bubblegum Shrimp Company? Was it a steel drum? I th- it made me feel like I was on vacation. It was a steel drum, a little bit of marimba. Uh, Yeah. Uh, And because of that, our music tends to be we love hard rock, classic rock, but it tends to have a little bit of a Calypso Caribbean style to it, which I think confuses people when they're listening to, you know, classic Leonard Skinner with the marimba background. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to even imagine that free bird on the marimba. And it's really, you know, it's almost got me. I almost had a headache just trying to figure it out. It's a different sound. It's a different sound. You know, it's very confusing because so much of that music doesn't say island. I mean, you know, if we did Kokomo every week, it would kill. But we're, we're stretching our hands. You know, we, we started doing uh, a lot of early, early, early Led Zeppelin. And that on the marimba is just a sound challenging. But again, a lot of people were challenged when they first heard, you know, Led Zeppelin. It challenged what music was. And we just feel like maybe we're in that same space. Now, uh, Edgison, I wanted to ask you because, um, you know, we were talking before and you said that your name, Edgison Daplazier, is a uh, name from Haiti, which is, is awesome. We love Haiti. We love all the work that we do there. And is I'm just wondering, is that why you've you've gravitated toward, because the, in, in the band's name is uh, Clanging of the Symbol, is that right? Clanging of the Symbol, that's correct. It's right. A reference to Revelations. Oh, right. That's awesome. And so th- is that why you kind of gravitated toward this sort of island sound, but the, you know, the classic rock standards? You know, I don't think that's intentional at all because my memories of Haiti are, are, aren't much. Uh, ac- according to my parents, who aren't my real parents, uh, oh. I was adopted from Haiti. Uh, oh. They found me in a very, very bad situation. According to them, I have no proof that anything that they're saying is true. And they took me from Haiti to Florida and raised me out there. So, you know, I don't, I don't have much recollection or any memory of Haiti. I couldn't point it out to you on a map. Uh, but I do know, because my parents taught me this, Christianity saved that nation. So uh, I, I do feel as if, you know, perhaps maybe on some sort of genetic level, Haiti is escaping from me. But they, but did they le- let you keep your Haitian name? Is that your, that's your Haitian name? They did let me keep my Haitian name. I believe it was a part of a uh, settlement that they made with my birth parents. Uh, uh, I don't know what that is. I don't like to dig into that. They're just things that, you know, I've feel sometimes like sometimes I look at my white parents and my white siblings and I go I don't fit in here and but then I I don't like to dig into that too much right yeah that's good and, and what was what were uh, your white parents what was what was their name their name was Bob and Janine Hogan Bob and Janine Hogan well they sound so neat does dad plazier mean something 
Yeah, dad plazier means dad's pleasure, which, again, I'm positive that my parents did not name me. Uh, uh, that is my original Haitian name. I mean, that would be almost cruel if for some reason that they named their son dad's pleasure. Right. But, uh, uh, um, you know, it, it's so fascinating to me. You know, the Hogans, they also worked with the Clintons. And, you know, they 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 did a lot of work in Haiti. Uh, you know, they raised about oh, you know sorry. $20 million to build homes in Haiti. Uh, uh, those homes have still not been bad. built. But, you know, I understand, you know, even though they raised that money to 2011 building a home takes time it's the same thing as like you know building a solid av studio you know what you raised that money in 2011 now it's 2020 you expect those homes to be built that's just not understanding what it takes to build a home did they end up taking it back taking it away yeah yeah my my parents once they realized who the clintons were for real because again we were all fooled let's be honest we were all fooled no nobody could really see what they were doing and what they were up to you know they used the seduction of the saxophone one of the reasons why i don't know if you Mm -hmm. guys know this but saxophones are no longer allowed in our church was because bill bill clinton uh 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 you know, made them a sex symbol. Did you say a sax symbol or a sex symbol? A sax symbol. Okay, that's what I thought you said, because nobody wants to sleep with Bill Clinton. It really is. a. I feel like it's a sensual instrument. It's a very, because any music that has sax in it, let's be honest, it's going to be like the Kenny G type of stuff that you put on when you're feeling amorous and really trying to get a girl to, you know, loosen up. You know, it's men use that kind of music to seduce women. And um, we really should avoid it. I I, I don't miss it. I I think not having sax in our weekend services, I, I don't miss it at all. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Hallie. And again, that's why I want to apologize for disagreeing with you earlier. But I, I couldn't agree with you more because there's a reason why we don't preach songs of Solomon in the church. You know what I mean? Like right. there's a reason why we ignore that entire book of the Bible is because out of all is it 66 books? Yeah. Uh, um, it's the only one that's about Bonin. And that's just, that doesn't have any place, you know, like, you know, when Solomon says her breasts were like towers and that moved me. He's not yeah. talking about God. He's talking about a woman. And like, I, I just feel like there's a place for that. Yeah. But it's not in our church. Yeah, one of my um, ki- one of my kids came home with what with that palm drink, P O M palm. It's like a pomegranate drink, mm. and I said, you know what? I'm not sure about pomegranate because you know the Bible says that pomegranates are like breasts. Right, you just can't yeah. bring that into the house. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of the same thing. Like uh, like I used to, I one time my my husband Lance Labont asked me to um, stop getting the J C Penney's catalogs, and also there was a Victoria's Secret coming to my house, and my mm. husband Lance Labont said, you know what? That's really going to cause me to stumble and. You have a teenage son in the house now. So, you know, I avoid the pomegranates and and I don't get the catalogs anymore. You know, what? I appreciate that about you guys. I appreciate that about how strict you guys are with the rules. You know, I'm on a lot of these Reddits and uh, and not and not the racist Reddits. I actually those are those they're they're good Christians in those. I actually go to the liberal Reddits and try to fight them. Like, you know, I, I saw one about gay rights and someone was just like oh people just keep saying that the bible is against you know gay people uh uh, are you out there uh you know wearing cloths with two linens in them and i said absolutely not because the bible told me not to you know what i mean like i i'm that guy like of course i'm against gay marriage because i'm not wearing cloths with two linens in them also when a woman around me is on her period i make sure that she leaves the encampment for seven days until she's clean again and she can come back because i follow leviticus i follow numbers to the key you know what i'm saying like i i i i So much of what I do is about being accurate, so I need to make sure that my biblical living is also accurate. So are you living in an encampment right now? I am living in an encampment that is divided up into the 12 tribes of Israel. Oh, oh, that's so okay. cool! Oh, do you live over uh, over on King's Crossing in the um in the Airstream AV Park? 
I am in the Airstream AV park. I, I I love it over there. And you know why we're there is because we're the Levites. Like I, I I realize this that we're still living in our tribes. You know what I mean? We're the Levites. We're working on the temple. We're cleaning it. We're keeping care of it. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I am. You know. And I look at you guys. I see how powerful you guys are. It, it's clear to me that Gray, you're of the tribe of Judah. You're a leader. You're a lion. You know <gasps> what I mean? You know who else was in the tribe of Judah? Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <gasps> wow, that's so cool. Now, see, I, you have one of those odd jobs where you're uh, nailing your job when you're kind of invisible. Isn't that right? Like, if we don't know you're doing your job, then you're really doing your job. And you know, Hallie, what's so difficult about that is that it's seeped into my personal life. Oh, oh really? really? Like what? I mean, I, I found myself becoming invisible, in, invisible to, to you know, the other day I was at a birthday party and there were plates around and rather than engage and socialize with everyone, I just started cleaning up. Oh. And no one even noticed. No one even said anything to me. They just assumed that I was, you know, service. And yeah. I and I was. You know, wow. I mean that's that's what a Levite is. You're continually serving. You're continually taking care of everyone else. Were they paper plates? They were. So, you know, my job was incredibly easy. Uh, you know, I just flopped the food off of right. it and then washed it. But now right. their cabinets are full of used paper plates. Right. Yeah. I th- I think if, you know, just, and, and this isn't, I'm sorry if I'm giving you a critique now and sure. uh, we can, we should all be able to critique each other, I think any, at any point, but the next time you go to a birthday party and you're washing off paper plates and putting them back in people's cabinets, maybe that's a place where you can go, you know what? I don't have to always be so much in service to everyone. I'm actually going to go connect with someone on the heart level. And also you know, just Gray, don't, just don't, you know, you could just throw the plates away really is what I'm saying. You know, Gray, I'm going to push back on that. And I, I'm so sorry. I hate to do this because again, I think you are such a lovely person. I look at you and I see the love of God, right. but I'm not telling you how to be a lion because I don't right. know what that's like. You know what I mean? I don't know how to be a lion. Well, I'm not li- I don't know I, how to be. I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying. No, no I'm saying a lion. Okay. I'm going to try. Well, Judah. I'm going to push back on the pushback because I've sure. never, I've never lied. And I'm absolutely committed to telling you two the truth. So just, I'm really sorry, Eggison, but I'm pushing back on the pushback. I'm not a liar. Again, I mean like the animal in the jungle, a lion. Okay, I accept your apology. Eggerson, what tribe do you think I would be from? If you're a Levite and he's a Judah, what am I? I think you're a part of the tribe of Simon. You know what I mean? Ooh, ooh I like that. You're the function, you're the drive, you're the brain. You know, Simon was the smart one. He was the one who was just like, hey, guys, let's not kill Joseph. That's right. Let's not kill him. We can probably catch some bucks off of him if we sell him into slavery. That is Simon Says right there. That's awesome. Simon Says. Wow, I am going to take that compliment. Now, I got one more percussion question for you because my son, Day, who's a teenager, he's really been getting into the drums. And he said, Mom, we got to get master class because Sheila E., Sheila E. has a master class. And I looked at it and it's kind of expensive. And I thought, well, I don't know very much about this Sheila E. I don't know if she's going to, you know, give wholesome lessons. Do you know anything about Sheila E.? You know, uh, uh, I've gotten a lot of flack about saying this on certain Reddits, but I, I got to say it here. There are instruments meant for certain genders. I, I just think there are certain things that are more for girls. The flute is a good female the harp. instrument. The harp. I is mean, can female? you? I even think, you know, when Bill Clinton was playing that little lady saxophone, it kind of felt a little too ladylike to me. You know, I, I think it's so unfortunate that people think he's the first black president uh, 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 because, you know, I, I think that this idea that a black man would be a sinful and as sexual mm-hmm. as Bill Clinton disgusts me. Mm. Now, who do you who do you like to think of as the first black president? 
I mean, Andrew Jackson, clearly. The evidence is there. You know, Edgerson, I just did have one question, and sorry to circle back to Todd, but um, what are you thinking about the, you know, the recent um, sexual harassment furlough that Todd had to be placed on? Uh, just because I know that he's been gone for a few weeks, and then, you know, that, that all seemed a bit sticky. Uh, sorry to use that word. No, no, no. I mean, it's appropriate for what he did. Um, you know, I I struggle. I, I struggle with, you know... I feel like Peter. Mm, mm-hmm. I feel like Peter because, you know, when everything was going down, Todd looked at us all and he said, one of you is going to betray me. And I said, me? Never, Todd. Never. I'd never betray you. Right. And I was the one that reported him. Oh, he was. Oh. I figured that was probably the case since you're the one that has the suggestion box. I had seen too many reports. And I kept saying, this isn't about sound. This isn't about sound. And I kept following it. They're really all about the band and Todd's Todd's little problem there. And Todd's little problem. And I just, I I went up to Pastor Steve and I just told him what's what, you know, and an investigation ensued. And, you know, they told Todd that he wasn't allowed to come back for two weeks. And, you know, those were the hardest two weeks of my life. I just think that's such a stiff penalty uh, for, for what, you know, if you really think about what Todd is bringing to the table. There's a reason why Woody Allen still works. And that's because he's still as talented today as he was then. I guess we should have sort of seen it coming with all the kiss cam stuff, though. Are you married? I have a hard time connecting with women. Oh, really? You get kind of shy? No, not at all. I just have suggestions for them immediately. Oh, oh. really? Do you get those from the box, too? Yeah, I usually am telling them, you know, you could be a little quieter. You're coming in really loud. Oh, that's so helpful. That's good. I I always like the suggestion of a fella, you know. I would like to know, uh, do you like a tunic length uh, uh, linen shirt? You know, stuff like that. I feel like sometimes guys get so scared to say something because they're afraid the woman's just going to freak out. And and you know what? I, I, I look to Paul here who says, you know, wives should submit to their husbands and that's what I'm looking for, you know, and any woman who has left the first date being like, you know, you come on a little strong, you're, 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 you seem like you're trying to control me. I say, whoops, you failed the Paul test. I think that God has picked out a godly woman for you and, and, and he, he, he is preparing her to be your wife. You just have to keep the faith. I'm trying. I'm trying, Hallie. I'm trying. But there are some nights where I, I come back after a rough day, you know, a mic craps out during a, a call to the altar or... It's just coming out out a little too hot in the speakers, and I I just start to feel guilty, and I start to feel alone, and I start to feel like, where is this woman? Is she real? Guys, I'm going to tell you something I've never told someone else, and please. Okay. Sometimes I get desperate, and I'm alone, and I start making deals with other deities, and you know, I'm saying, hey, look, I'm a free agent for tonight. If one of you guys can get me a blowjob, whether it be Allah, Buddha, any of the Hindu ones... I'm yours. I'm. I'll. I'll do AV for your churches. You know. I mean. I guess I still believe in God because no one came through on that promise. But I, I was a free agent a couple of nights. That's exactly. You know what? I think that's okay, Eggerson, because that's exactly like what Elijah did with the prophets of Baal. He said, w- w- "You know, rain down fire. Uh, 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 you know, where are I'll, you? I'll worship you right now if you rain down fire." And he right. and he made it easy on them. You know, he made the papers as dry as possible and stuff. And I said, "Blowjob. I'm making it easy." I didn't even specify a gender or anything like that. I said blowjob. 
Uh, are you and uh, Todd still playing shows? That's a good question. Todd and I actually, you know, a lot of people came up to me when they saw me playing solo at the Crab Shack and said, hey, thank you for, you know, thank you for stopping your performances with this bad man. And I had to clearly state to them that Todd and I had stopped long before any of the allegations had come out. In fact, I knew about the allegations and had continued playing with Todd. But Todd and I stopped playing because he asked to add another, another member to the band. Oh, and really? I, I couldn't stand for it. Oh, he so said, it had I've, it had nothing to do with you uh, ratting him out for the sexual harassment? No, he knew about that, and he was cool with it. And, you know, he understood what I had to do, and, you know, I understood what he right. had to do. And, you know, but he said, I want to add a guitarist and a bassist to the band and have you switch to a more traditional percussion instrument, a la drums, drum kit. And I, uh, I was very hurt by that. And since then, Todd and I have gone our separate ways, and I've just been playing the marimba and the steel drums solo i guess i would always be concerned and i'm not taking sides here but i'm just going to give you a little feedback um which is you know once you start playing an ala drum kit you might become muslim you might uh be experimenting with that sort of thing so yeah you know i i agree that you know you you should probably not try an ala drum kit Uh, and you know gray i want to push back there and again i don't mean this in any sort of disrespectful way but Allah is like you know French of saying like like this like such as this you know oh. what I mean I'm not saying Allah again I did not receive a blowjob from Allah so I did not switch over my religion to Islam uh, ha- if I had I would have no problem playing an Allah drum set but that is not what I meant I was saying Allah drum set but again no disrespect oh. you are a lion right oh. I'm sorry probably just yeah I uh, you know I'm 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 just gonna go ahead and take that feedback and make sure that you realize that I kn- I knew what you were talking about I just was talking about something totally different now with the nature of your job being that you know you're doing your best when nobody sees you uh, how do you answer the age-old question that we all must answer at some point in our lives if you had to choose between flying or invisibility? Oh, that's, you know, I would choose flying. And I would choose flying for this simple reason. I know what it feels like to be invisible. Mm. I know what it feels like to, you know, be there and do your best. And then at the end, Todd gets all the credit. Everyone thanks Todd for a great service. I know what it feels like to give a woman a note of, hey, maybe you should wear your bangs this way. And then she says, you lose a date but then wears her bangs that way and gets married a short six months after that i've seen that happen and you know if i could fly i could fly to a place where i was understood you know i imagine that that place is one third of an island and for some reason they speak french there probably because of colonialism and i'm welcome there i'm playing my steel drums and people are dancing but i can't fly have you ever been to epcot my family actually lived in kissimmee and i never went to disney world that's basically what you're talking about Edgerson Dad Plazier was played by Edgar Montplazier. Check out his podcasts, The Wokest and Culture Kings, and follow him at Edgar Montplazier. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes.